Triple Whale has just launched a simple finance platform called FinHub, and I'm already loving it. One simple dashboard for all the tools and accounts you're already using, so you can gain clarity with your consolidated data, your real-time cash flow, your accrual P&Ls. It's designed to help those brands that are built on Shopify to operate smarter. So go over to triplewhale.com and check it out. I think with Amazon, they're obviously a huge marketplace dealing with huge amount of categories and all have different rules. The problem is there's so much to learn and there's so much text and there's so many rules in different categories and different things. Welcome back to Pit Stop. Joining me is Leonie Lynch. Leonie is an experienced trainer, an impassioned instructor, a fierce female force, and a dedicated mother of girls, Bo and Robin. And strength is at the heart of what she does and what she believes in building, especially from inside out body and mind. She's also the founder of the award-winning Jespy. Last week, they won the Lux Life Food and Drink Awards for the best lifestyle food products company in Europe. Leonie, welcome to Pit Stop. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So let's talk a little bit about Amazon. I've been getting a few requests for Amazon, especially from from CPG and, and food companies. And I'm surprised I haven't done any episodes yet because Amazon was a, a big driver of revenue for my business. Treats Happen, a natural dog treat company, about $10 per unit consumable. So, so a pretty good Amazon product as well. And we were talking in the green room about, we'll play on words a little bit, call it Amazon basics of setting up Amazon. And I'd love to dig into that with you over the next few minutes for any brands looking to maybe get on Amazon in the new year. Sure. So I have a tendency to jump in head first. Uh, with, I don't read instructions. So that's a good thing and a bad thing because I learn a lot by doing a lot of things badly. Mm-hmm. Um, but with, when it came to Amazon back in March, I was uh, told about Amazon Launchpad. So I pitched to Amazon in March and was invited onto the program in Europe in April. So in order to launch on the program in July, I had to set up my listing and do the, as you said, the Amazon basics before they'd let me launch on the program. So in a rush, I set up my listing. I applied for Amazon VAT services. And with those two things, I did Amazon VAT services really easily because I had to apply for a VAT number in the UK and Germany to hold stock there. So that was fine. But when it came to my listing, I had already used a distributor or a a reseller from December last year to look after my product on Amazon just to test what Amazon was like. Uh, In hindsight, that was probably a mistake when I set up the listing because I used their listing. Right. So you can search for your what they call your ASIN number, which is the 10 digits number that they give your product. I think it's the the Amazon special identification number. I think it's their internal sort of a a UPC, the way that they organize all all of their products. If just if you haven't heard what an ASIN is, I went down the whole barcode rabbit hole a few years ago. So I find to save someone a few minutes of of Googling. That's what caused me the biggest amount of um, headache is because. I didn't know how important the ASIN was when you were, when you're setting up your listing. So like yourself, I put in the barcode when I was setting up my listing. I should have put in the ASIN number or set up a different ASIN different to the reseller. Or so the ASIN number is, is attached to my product. The problem being then was there's confusion in the system when things don't link up correctly. So when you're selling on different marketplaces on Amazon, if your ASIN isn't streamlined across like 
the UK and Germany are the two markets I'm testing in. Um, I now have a listing in Germany and a listing in the UK and the ASINs are different, which has caused a humongous amount of issues for me. And then the other thing is, you know, you really have to talk to someone that's done it before and just set up your listing correct. Because if you do, you'll save yourself so much time coming back and forth and back and forth to seller support to help. Yeah. What was your experience with the uh, seller support like? Did you did you get lucky or was it uh, a lot of you figuring out yourself? Like I bought myself a notebook, right? And I have a, it's a lovely notebook and I have Amazon on the front of it because I'm, I'm just jotting down all of the learnings that I'm doing. So I'm planning to become an expert this time next year. So I have 12 months on the Launchpad program. So with the Launchpad, I have seller support Launchpad directly to me. So that's good because you get like a little bit of a more of a helping hand, or I guess you've got someone directly that you can speak to. With seller support, you kind of don't know you've done something wrong till you've done something wrong. So for argument's sake, when the reseller was selling my product, they had it listed in the food category. When I took over the listing and I wanted to, because you have to, you have to, as the brand owner, you have to register with, uh, brand registry to, sh- to prove that you own the trademark and everything. So once I did that, Just Be was mine on Amazon. So I took ownership of that. But what happened then was you have to, you kind of have to link your brand registry account with your seller account. Um, and again, that can, that can cause a few issues. So I, let's say for argument's sake, that I changed the, the category of my product from a food product to a supplement which it is categorized as. And then straight away, my listing was deactivated (laughs) straight away. And it was deactivated for five weeks. Oh no. While I tried to sort it out. All I wanted to do was go back and change it back to a food category. So I wouldn't be delisted. But basically what I had to do then was I had to prove that it was a food supplement. Uh, I had to show the packaging and then uh, so I, I thought, I presumed, so you assume it's a, a way of sorting it out. So I assumed that I, if I sent my label to them to show that I had all the le- legislation correct to sell it as a food supplement, that, that would be the end of it. So they tell you you'll have an answer between two and three days. Uh, after two and three days, I'm getting impatient. So I'm opening up a case and, you know, they're telling me, don't open up another case. You have to reference the case that you've already logged. And then, so it was back and forth, back back and forth. And then three weeks later, I got a notification to say it wasn't approved because I had sent them a computer generated image, which is essentially, I sent them a flat image of the label. They actually wanted a picture of the front and the back of the product, a picture of the barcode, a picture of me holding the product to show that I was a real person and the product was real. So then it was approved, but you don't know any of this until you've made the mistake, you know, have some patience and then you get it sorted out. So nothing is a quick fix, I've learned. And you just, you definitely, when you make a mistake, it it costs you. So I was advised very early on to have a lot of patience for the first couple of months while you're really setting up your listing. And then once you've ironed out all this stuff, apparently, you know, it's an advertising game after that, it's a keyword search game. uh, And it's, you know, a visual game for the pictures in your A plus content. But up to that, you need to have an awful amount of patience to, to just get things right. And I guess having a food product is probably a bit more difficult because you're dealing with shelf life and, you know, moving stock and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm taking all of that in because I, 
I've dealt with some of it and I know how hard it can be to just, you're sitting and waiting for approvals. And then, like you said, weeks into it, they say, oh, we need all of this stuff, which it's not a big deal to take photos of the, of the product. It's good because it stops other scummy people from ruining the category for you. Yeah. But why not just tell me this from, from the start? I think with Amazon, it's just so, like, they're obviously a huge marketplace dealing with huge amount of categories and all have different rules. The problem is there's so much to learn and there's so much text and there's so many rules in different categories and different things that it's just, there's so much digging to do before you get an easy answer, you know? What have you found to be the the best resource for, for trying to find the actual answers of, of what to do on Amazon? I actually got myself an Amazon coach. So I found a guy that's been selling on Amazon for 10 years. And every Tuesday morning, we have a half an hour session where I tell him my problems from Amazon from the week. And he guides me into the best things to do. So like he, for example, he had said to me two weeks ago, okay, when you're contacting seller support, you need to have screenshots of everything that you've come across to show the exact detail you know, of the occurrences and the problems that you faced, because once they're all in an email, it's much easier for them to, to resolve it. And the other thing was, so during business hours, you, you have the option when you, when you log a case and seller support for an email response, a chat response or a phone response. If you go into the chat, you get like instant, you get some help. And then if they can't help, they'll pass it on to an email response, but at least you get some movement forward straight away. And then his advice about that was ask the person you chat with to send you an email from everything that you spoke about on the chat. So then again, you have a log of what you have done already so that if different seller supports are helping, it's not going around in circles that there's a clear path of discussion and you know progress and you know things that you they'll always ask you for a screenshot of you know what can you see what pop-up has come up to say that your listing is inactive or whatever the case may be so get everything in writing if you have a case log you mention the case numbers in every time every every correspondence because you're not getting the same people amazon is so big if you if you go back to a case log or something you're going to get someone else so it just saves a little bit of time not having to talk through the whole thing again and again and again. Yeah. And that's just such a, a slog to to make the progress of if you don't do that, having to go back, re-explain everything, get back to where you were, and then try to, to take another step forward. The last thing that I wanted to touch on was you mentioned that A-plus content for Amazon. What is A-plus content? Okay. So it's basically the, the quickest way to describe it is you get a website within Amazon. So you get a fully branded page where there's three levels of it. There's a basic one, there's a premium one, and then there is your brand story one. So for the basic, I think you get three modules. So they're basically, if you think of a website, there are three strips that you can get to get the customer over the line to tell them a bit more about the company or the product so that they put the item in your cart. With the premium plus content, which is what I get as being part of the Amazon Launchpad program, I get that for free for 12 months. So I get seven modules. So I get like the logo that I'm on Amazon Launchpad. I get, you can pick anything. You can pick header images. You can put a video. You can put a bit about the founder and the company and all that kind of stuff that again, tells customers about the benefits or the use case or anything like that that you want to inform them of. 
So I actually did that yesterday. So it took, you know, a good few hours just to design the modules, design the content. So it looks completely branded. And then that's sent to Amazon for approval. Uh, that could take seven days. And if that's approved, then, you know, you see a basic listing is six pictures on the left-hand side and then your text. So with the A-plus content, you, you've seen it before. When you scroll down, it's images, images, images of the product in use, of the brand talking about it. You know, Fitbit is a really good one to use because it's just really slick. Or even Amazon Alexa, like if you go onto their page, you see how they do their A-plus content. It's all about features, benefits, why you should buy it, all with the, the purpose of getting the customer down the funnel into the cart and there you make a sale. Very cool. Very good. And if you're not following me on social media, when this episode comes out, I will probably post a few pictures of the Just Be listing so you get to see that. We'll be back here very shortly with another episode with Leonie. So make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're on Spotify and you want to see a great example of a brand leveraging Spotify to connect with their customers, which is what we're talking about in the next episode, check out Just Be on Spotify. You can't control the route your boat takes from overseas to bring your products to your 3PL to get picked, packed, and shipped, but you can choose your 3PL and you can choose ShipBob, joining over 5,000 other merchants who have joined their global fulfillment network and over a 99.5% accuracy rate when they fulfill orders. Don't leave your logistics to chance. Head over to ShipBob.com to learn a little bit more. Triple Whale is doing some amazing things nowadays. They're developing just a huge range of tools to help your brand stay informed and scale. And Whale Mail is where you can get all these details. So head over to triplewhale.com and sign up today.